Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, this is Scotty Sparks, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. My brothers, my sisters, I have a special guest this week by the name of Nikki Bushi. Okay, this is one of my favorite newsbreakers in pro wrestling. This is a person that definitely has a finger on the pulse, is able to get breaking news with pinpoint accuracy. It's fantastic. Very few can do that. And uh, Nikki's going to talk about people stealing their stories and and what it takes, the ethics behind breaking news and what have you. Real fun conversation, right? Before we get to that, though, I want to leave you with a thought that I'm going to expand upon a little later in the show. Because as we know, WWE has gone through a tremendous amount of transition over the past week. Vince McMahon is out. He's officially retired, and I'm going to discuss that in far more detail next week. I'm going to do a deep dive on Vince McMahon. Stay tuned for that. I'll probably drop that a week from today. So it'll be next Thursday. I'm going to drop that. But until then, I want to leave you with this thought here. And I'm going to talk about it in detail a little later. Because we have Nick Khan and and Stephanie McMahon. They are co-CEO of the WWE. Stephanie is also the chairwoman of the WWE Board of Directors. So without a doubt, she is the most powerful person within the WWE corporate structure as of now, right? And and kudos to that. I, I love that. But Triple H, Triple H not only assumes his previous roles with the company, but he's also in charge of talent relations and creative. See, Triple H is new Coke. Okay? He's new Coke. There's no question about it. Triple H is new Coke. Stay tuned. A little later in the show, I'm going to explain in detail what that means. With that said, let's get on with our fantastic conversation with the one, the only, Nikki Bushi. It is the one and only Nikki Bougie, Big Barbie here, senior writer and host at Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And of course, you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Well, first and foremost, welcome to Duke Loves Wrestling, Nikki Bougie. I'll tell you, you definitely are someone that brings the heat. There's no two ways about it. You know, that's why a lot of folks not only enjoy checking out your scoops and hearing your take on pro wrestling, but there's even folks out there who like to uh, steal some of your work. And we'll definitely get into that a little later. But first and foremost, women's wrestling talk. This is a brand that has been around for a number of years and continues to expand. 
You are 110% affiliated with Women's Wrestling Talk. Give me some information about them. For, for folks out there who may not be as familiar, talk to us about Women's Wrestling Talk. It's crazy because it's grown so much in just these past six months. I started um, September, October. And really what we do is we try to make sure we're covering all things women's wrestling. So not just WWE, not just AW. We even do things like XPW, GCW, NWA, Impact. Um, so we try to be the main focal point in coverage, not just news. Um, we do think pieces. I have an impact recap that I put out every week. We have an NXT uh, 2.0 and NXT UK recap that that pops up every week, too. Um, we do top five articles. We do interviews. We also do the news Monday through Thursday as well. So it's not just focused on one area of media. And we also when we go to these shows, we try to build relationships with the women to let them know that we're here, we're covering them. And we also do a lot of indie talent, um, a lot of new stars and people that are coming up in the industry. So our main focal point is to make sure that we are covering all things women's wrestling and not just like major promotions. You know, Nikki, you're somebody that is known for breaking news. And really at any point, you could come out with the biggest news story of the week, of the month, of the year. It's very interesting because I'm someone that shies away from that stuff. You know, information gets sent all the time and the challenge of knowing what is true and what is not true. And for me, the lure of trying to get things out, I stay away from that because the flip side of it is if I'm wrong, then the whole world wants to jump down your throat and say, ha ha, look at that. You're wrong. You don't have the right information, et cetera, et cetera. It happens, right? But you're someone that's very accurate. And I, I tip my hat to you, commend you for that, which means that you have cultivated trusted sources who come through. You know, the information that you're receiving is legit. Talk to me about the challenges of being someone who is known for and legitimately does break news? Well, you know, it's very difficult. Um, and I have to um, give appreciation to the team that I have behind me, such as Women's Wrestling Talk, such as people like the Wrestling Classic, um, and, you know, belonging to different discords as well. Because one thing that you, you notice is that once you're in the realm of news, it's really hard to get out. So, from the literally from the time I wake up, even if we're publishing the article or not, there's a solidified amount of news before I wake up. So there's like five to 10 different stories that I'm sent before I wake up. There's 20 different stories I'm sent throughout the day, whether it be on Instagram groups, whether it be, um, you know, on the discords, whether it just be me just literally like looking at like not necessarily publications, but even with the whole, you know, MLW and hot topic thing, I literally was just online um, shopping and I just tweeted it out. You know, I, you know, didn't think it was anything. I thought it was something that really was honestly already been announced. Um, not under, not understanding that I was five days ahead of the curve. Um, but I'm always like, 
I'm always moving and shaking when it comes to certain things. So I'm always just looking where other people don't look. And like I said, I'm, I'm blessed to have a team behind me where we're always getting things too. But I'm also, um, I'm very competitive. So I was one of the first to bring the news to uh, Women's Wrestling Talk about the whole Ric Flair thing. And a lot of people expect it to be right in your face, and it's not. Um, they posted a video of the match, and at the end, they showed the match card. And so we were maybe, because I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes to the news. I don't get on the news because of my schedule, but I'm always sending TK something, a story about something. Um, and it, we were literally three minutes to go on live and I sent her the picture and I sent her this and I'm sending her that. Um, and then I'm also able to be involved in media briefings. Uh, yesterday we did the media briefing for, um, ROH, Death Before This Dishonor. Um, so it, 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 there's a lot that goes into it. Sometimes it is you just having to go and just be on Twitter and just, you know, spend your time wondering what other people are saying. And spaces. There's so many different Twitter spaces that allow you to, um, like there was an announcement for GCW yesterday that was announced. Um, and some people didn't know. And some of the discords that I belong to didn't know. And when you're following a lot of different people it's not it's not always about the publication sometimes it's literally about who you follow because a lot of these people that go to the shows they have the information before anyone else before any publication those that are there i know with impact they do tapings so and i'm not a big spoilers kind of person um so I don't necessarily enjoy the spoilers, but it's hard not to read them in a sense. But I'm such a fan of the art that I still will go and watch the product. But it helps me when I'm preparing my um, articles because I'm ahead of the curve. So I can get, uh, you know, just ahead of the game in a sense. But I think it has a lot to do with who you follow, who you know, and who you're networking with, honestly. See, that makes me wonder. I mean, what's your fact-checking process like? Because, you know, let's take the MLW in Hot Topic story, for example. You broke that literally almost a week before anybody else was talking about it. And in full disclosure, I found out about it directly from MLW. They sent out a press release. You were a week ahead of them. <laughs> you scooped them on that. So it really does make me wonder. What's your fact-checking process like? How are you able to ensure that what you're putting out is accurate? Because it has been. You know, your, your stuff is accurate. I like to go to the source. Honestly, if I can, I go to the source, which I went to the website. I saw the merge. I put it out. You know, it wasn't an article, but it was a tweet because I know I have followers who um, who have um, a interest in MLW. Another story that we put out i know there were fake reports about tasha Steele's uh being injured and i went straight to her and i said hey girl like what's going on like are you injured and before i put that story out i asked her i was like are you okay with us putting out the truth and she was like go ahead she gave me a quote and everything so for me i'm more of a source-based type of person um i built a lot of well relationships over at impact shout out to ross 
Um, shout out to Ingrid. Um, shout out to Deanna and Chelsea, uh, Trey. And and so I I really, I genuinely like to go to the source. I, I don't like, um, and that's honestly, that's why I don't put out that many news stories. Because if I don't have a legitimate source from who's saying it or who's doing it, it's the same um, with the whole Tessa Blanchard uh, incident with her coming back to Warrior Wrestling. There was a pause on that because we did not have a statement from, from Warrior Wrestling. Um, and as soon as there was a statement that was released, I believe it was PW Torch, we credited them because they were the ones that were giving the Warrior Wrestling statement. So for me, if there's no, if, if there's no source and there's no credibility and there's, it's just a rumor, same with the whole Sasha Naomi thing, I'm not I'm not putting my hands on it because now we're just putting out articles with hearsay. And if there's if I can't go to the source um, expeditedly and I can't go and get a, a get a physical quote then I'm not putting it out. So I like genuine news and I like things to have a very specific source. Even in your response to my question, you're going out of your way to give credit. Right. You shouted out PW Torch. And of course, that's Wade Keller's publication. Wade's been on the show, um, been around a long time. So that's good stuff there that you made sure you credited the veterans there. But this is something that you do. Right. You show respect to the pro wrestling media community by making sure you're not taking credit for other people's work. Not everybody is like that. And certainly if you're a, a person of color who's a content creator and you're not part of the quote unquote in crowd, <laughs> we know who they are, then it's very easy for a lot of these folks who believe that they're a bigger deal. And certainly some of them have bigger followings, but they believe they're a bigger deal and they believe they're above any kind of ethical uh, way of doing business. They'll cross your name out and put their name over. I mean, a prime example of this is that Andrew Zarian. And Andrew Zarian, you've done this before. I've seen you steal from Brad Shepard. Okay? You literally have taken things that Brad has broken first, and you put your name on it, and you're getting credit and all that other good stuff. And at the very least, let's say that you're putting it out there, and you're getting credit. When you're, when you're identified, when you're told, hey... You didn't break this. Somebody else did. I noticed, Andrew, you don't try to correct the record. Which is very interesting. And you're doing it to Nikki Bougie now. And it's rotten. And it's unethical. And it goes to show the type of person that you are. This is your quality of work, Andrew Zarian. Okay? I'm telling you directly. My DMs are open. You're welcome to, to talk to me directly. Come on my show, whatever you want to do, if you want to discuss this. But I think that you are one of the worst offenders. And there are a couple other folks out there as well who think that it's acceptable, Nick Hausman, who think it's acceptable to credit somebody else for breaking stories just because whoever broke the story, they may not like them so much. Nick, I think you're a joke for doing things like that. And Nick has been on this show and I've been very cordial and very respectful to Nick, but I think Nick is a gatekeeping joke because he has a habit of crossing other people's names out and, and giving credit to who he likes. And he thinks it's funny. He thinks it's okay. It's unethical and it's disgraceful. And Nick Hausman, I'm going to tell you directly, you're better than that. 
you're better. It's a very immature way to do business, Nick Hausman, Andrew Zarian, and the rest of the, the, the jokers who do this kind of nonsense. It's not right. I don't care if, if we're friends. I don't care if we don't like each other. I don't care if we're complete strangers that don't even know we exist. When you find out somebody else put something out before you, that is your opportunity to circle back and say, hey, guys, don't credit me. Credit so-and-so. They broke it, not me. It's not your time to sit there and play games. Okay? Putting that out there right there flat. So, Nikki Bougie, in your personal uh, experience, especially with this Andrew Zarian character here, talk to me about that. Talk to me about your experience of this person essentially crossing your name out and putting their name over it. I mean, that's what it looks like because they've taken credit for things that you have broken. For me, like I said, it was a it was just a Saturday and I mean a Sunday, sorry. I'm preparing to do Turnbuckle Glam, which is one of our shows over at Women's Wrestling Talk that I produce, create, executive producer, all that. Um, and we were having some technical difficulties. So I went on I went to check my emails and I got an email from Hot Topic. Um, and so I go on the website and I just type in wrestling, um, just to see what they had. And I'm like, Oh, MLW. And I'm familiar, you know, Ty Vacary's the current MLW women's featherweight champion over there. Um, Danny Limelight has wrestled over there. There's a few other people that I've watched. Um, and I was just scrolling and I literally, literally for fun. Um, because like I said, I know I have followers who follow MLW. And I tweeted it out and I was just like, hey, you guys, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Hot Topic has MLW merge and uh, NYC franchise, which is one of, one of my really good friends I've met um, in the impact shows and stuff was like, finally. And so for me, I was not under the impression that this was a new thing. I thought um, that this was something that was old or something. And then when when I saw the news break, I was like, wait, what? I was literally leaving Forever 21 and I get messages. I got, you know, I got some messages from you. I got messages from Franchise. There were a couple other people that were saying, wait, like Nikki literally tweeted this on Sunday. And I was just like, wait, so this is a, I was like, wait, so this is a, this is a new deal. And so even though we obviously didn't put out an article and I didn't put out an article with my publication. A tweet is a tweet, you know? So it would be nice just to get a little, you know, oh, you know, Nikki was a uh, ahead of the curve, as you say, you know? And so for me, like I said, I keep my nose and ears and eyes everywhere. So even something as simple as that, seeing it online, um, that's the power of Twitter. Because I guarantee you there were people that saw that tweet and went to go buy the merge. Um, and so for me, it was just kind of one of those things where it was just like, well, dang, like another white male who is in a wrestling community is yet an, is getting credit. And you're right. It happens a lot. And it is typically it's not I'm not going to say it's all, but it's typically a white male who gets a lot of the credit for a lot of what we're doing, especially in the black community and in, in the, um, in, in our community, just as a whole, that we don't get the credit that we deserve. And so it sucks, but it's also an eye opener that the mold 
has yet to change. Now, everyone out there, you hear Nikki speaking truth to power. Don't you back down. Okay, don't you look the other way. Don't you accept this. You wouldn't accept it from other folks. So why are you accepting it from these characters here? Call it out. Wrong is wrong, regardless of who's doing it. That's how you keep things down the middle. That's how you keep it fair. You know, Nikki, it's interesting. Sasha Banks and Naomi. I haven't seen much from you on this topic, and I know that you're big fans of both, but you've been very measured. You're not playing the speculation game. And it's making me wonder, why is that? Why, why aren't you saying more? Because it seems like everybody and their mama has something to say as if they know. And it's been proven that, you know, most of these cats don't know much at all. <laughs> How come you're not playing the speculation game like a lot of these other folks? So it all goes back to source. I I am an absolutely huge fan of Sasha. I will never forget the first time I saw Sasha. I was like, there's finally someone with my aesthetic, with a very similar background, someone that I can relate to. And she's an amazing talent. Same with Naomi. I think Naomi is a very talented, I mean, 12 years in WWE. And I think that for me, I, I can't say anything about this until I hear it from their mouths. And I think that's the biggest problem that I have with media coverage is that it's always, oh, a source from WWE says this. We saw what happened with the Raj thing where he puts out that she was basically released. And then she, he kind of recanted on that a little bit. We've seen stories where, oh, she actually, uh, Sasha was actually released on June 10th and She's actually been released from her contract. Sasha hasn't said anything on social media. They've been posting multiple pictures of her and Bailey over and over again with Naomi. Naomi's living her life, having a great time. And for me, and I've discussed this numerous times with the publication, we've, we've talked about it on the news and it's been redundant. I'm not putting out anything until I hear it from Sasha and Naomi. The only thing that people should be reporting is that Mercedes will be at C2E2. That's it. That's the only thing. And that it's still it's still up in the air about the whole 30,000K thing. It's still up in the air about her saying that she's not taking any bookings, wrestling bookings until January the 1st. You cannot speculate because we've seen it multiple times. Look at Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes left WWE, and what happened? He came back. And I think right now, anyone, we're all just in a field, and I'm I'm just looking. I'm just looking over everyone, dig holes upon holes upon holes into this story with no concrete information. I don't care who your source is. I don't care who you heard from WWE. It's not Sasha Banks. And it's not Naomi. And until they say something, and now we've seen Naomi tweet and say that, you know, she's going to be doing some, well, she said soon. That was, that was the thing. She said soon for the whole Lucha thing. Until I hear from Sasha Banks and until I hear it from Naomi, there is absolutely nothing to report besides rumors. And for me, 
I'm not big on rumors. I don't want to hear what so-and-so said or what this EP said or what this talent relation says or what Dave Meltzer says or what he heard or whatever. I want to hear it from the source itself. And so until Sasha Banks and until Naomi speak on the incident, I think it's all fabrication, 100%. So I guess we'll just have to see. That is a very mature and, and measured position to take on this because here's reality you know Vince McMahon retired Stephanie McMahon and, and Nick Khan the co-CEOs Stephanie is still the chairwoman of the board Triple H has taken over creative and talent relations and the WWE has some deep pockets both Sasha Banks and Naomi are still listed as being actively on the roster they are WWE superstars there's a strong possibility they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense for folks to continue to play the speculation game and talk nonsense and put out things as if they know what they're talking about. Take a, take a kernel of something and, and spin a whole narrative off of it. It just, it's silly. It makes no sense. And I commend you for not feeding into that nonsense um, because, again, a lot of things change, a lot of things, this is a moving target, and there are factors that go into how people and why people make certain decisions in life. So you can't just assume just because a person got upset about something that they don't eventually calm down, collect themselves, realize, hey, you know, the grass ain't necessarily greener elsewhere, and find a way to negotiate and work it out. It happens. That's real life. That's what adults do. I'm saying that's all you humanoids who would rather spin a lie out of a kernel of what may be true or a half truth. You spin a whole narrative, a whole lie out of it because you're trying to be first and you're trying to be cool. It's not cool. It's ridiculous because you're playing with real people's lives and you do nonsense like that. It's crazy. So we've seen what Triple H has done with the black and gold brand. And who's to say we don't see... Triple H and Stephanie bring them back or not even just bring them back, but make them reappear. You know, it, everything right now is like you said, it's just it's in the air, you know. Well said. Well said. Let me, what are you excited about right now in pro wrestling, Nikki B? Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot to be a little frustrated about. But what, what are you excited about in pro wrestling in 2022? I'm just really happy to see people like Queen Amita. Uh, Marsha Slamovich. Last night we saw on Terminus, uh, you know, Serena Deeb popped up. I'm excited because let me just say this. I know Tony Khan gets a lot of shit for his, his um, progression and contributions to the women's division over there AEW. However, in the past couple weeks, I've seen 10 to 15 women, whether it be in the ring whether it be outside the ring, whether it be in a feud, whether it be on a promo. And so I, I really have, and I've said this for a long time, the jury has always been out for me when it comes to the AW women's division. I think things are getting better. Um, as far as for me personally, I am so happy. And last night we saw it on Impact. I am so happy to see Deanna and Chelsea Green finally get what the hell they deserve. Vex is going to be one of the most dominating tag teams in women's wrestling history and women in wrestling history. And they're going to take, they're really going to take 
um, everything by storm. I'm very excited to see just an overall like growth within the field of women's wrestling. And I think that there's so many women out there that, especially for me, I've been able to connect with, I've been able to talk to, but I've also been able to see grow. I remember watching Deanna Perrazzo last summer and it was my first time seeing her. And I just remember saying like, wow, she is phenomenal. And to see her now and to see Chelsea and to see, see all the knockouts, Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, Masha, Giselle Shaw. I mean, and even with the veterans like uh, Madison Rain, you know, and then we have the return of Mia Yim. Seeing Taya Vaccaro, like literally dominate the world of wrestling from XPW to AAA to Impact to MLW, going overseas and watching the match between Tennille Dashwood and Chelsea Green and Ty Vaccaro. It is, it is unbelievable. And the progression of women's wrestling is, is it's literally, they're, they're barely scratching the surface. So I'm excited to see what happens next. And I'm also excited to see what they're going to do with superstars like a like a theory um, in WWE. And, you know, we've had so many different so many th different things happen. And it's good to see even throughout like controversy and stuff. There's still a mold of change somewhere. And I'm I'm really excited to see. And I also want to say I know a lot of people. Because um, we interviewed Jordan Grace a couple weeks ago, and she definitely made some comments, um, you know, regarding some things. And it turned, a, in a week span, it turned into a positive thing. So for those that are listening, make sure you go and donate to the CTE Fund um, provided by David Benoit. He works closely with the fund, and it is in Jordan Grace's link. So it goes to show from me especially working in news and working in journalism, that even though there can be a situation that is, it can be so bad, there is a light at the end of the turn tunnel. And now we're gaining more donations towards uh, such an important cause to wrestling and football and to other sports, um, understanding what CTE really is. So throughout controversy, there can be a light at the tunnel. So that that situation really taught me a lot. So I, I have high hopes for a lot of things um, pertaining to wrestling. Do you feel LGBTQ plus wrestlers in 2022, are they being featured fairly? Are they being treated fairly? Do you feel like the opportunities are there to become top stars in the industry or do we have a, still have a long way to go here? I'll say this. There ha there's definitely been growth, but we definitely have a long way to go. So I, I feel like there's a middle ground, but issues that I have is like, where is Sunny Kiss? You know, like, why are we not having Sunny Kiss be involved in something like the baddies? Or why is it that we're always having to like for for pride month we we turn up the heel right we we like oh it's pride month we have to feature everyone we have to give people vignettes and stuff one thing that i feel like that impact does with giselle is they get it right 
So Giselle's Giselle being who she is is not the pivotal point of her career. She's treated as she should be as a knockout. She's been in prominent storylines. And not only that, she's even competed for the Knockouts World Championship and the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. So I think, and it, this is specifically in AEW, because obviously Effie is the mold of, of this. And I think that GCW just understand it. Even with Dark Sheik, you know, people like that, I think that that there's a there's definitely a safe safe haven in a place like GCW for us in the community. I also think that with AEW, you you definitely see it. You you definitely see the growth, but it can't just be, oh, it's Pride Month, let's do this. And it, it can't just be a one-off to make fans just kind of hush for a minute. So specifically with AEW, because listen, I'm going to be honest, I don't see any hope for WWE. That's just, I'm not going to sit here and pressure WWE to include the community because they're so high on Sonya Deville and that's that's where they're going to go and that's going to be their campaign. And every Pride Month, we're going to see Sonya Deville as long as she's with the company. So I have no hope for WWE when it comes to, to our community. But with AEW, I do feel like Tony Khan is starting to understand ethics. Not 100%, but there's definitely growth there. We see what happened with other situations in the past. And I think AEW just needs to keep it going. Sometimes when it comes to our community, they run out of gas. We've seen Nyla Rose be very, very prevalent. We've seen we've seen Sunny Kiss, but it's not a a hundred percent. Even with someone like Kiara Hogan, who belongs to the community, there has to be a consistency. And I think once we get on the mold of consistency, especially with a big company like AEW, I think that's when we say that we don't have far. But I do think that even with the growth and the progression, like I said before, we do have a long ways to go. I agree with you 100%. And I'll tell you, it's very frustrating to go all of this time without seeing Sonny Kiss. Not only do we not see Sonny Kiss featured on TV at all, (laughs) Sonny Kiss is not factored into anything in AEW. Right? Here you have this talented person who could be an icon if you just allow them to be who they are on tv show them on a consistent basis this is a person who could be an icon representation you're you're covering so many bases you know this is this is a black person this is a person who's part of the lgbtq plus community this is a person who is unapologetic about being who they are And there's a story to be told there. And yet every single week, and it's been happening for over a year now, it's been about two years now, Tony Khan and that management at AEW continues to rob us as fans of seeing what is possible with Sonny Kiss. It makes no sense. And when you talk to anybody you know, behind the scenes, what have you, everyone says, we love Sonny Kiss. Everybody loves Sonny Kiss. Well, if you love Sonny Kiss so much, then why is Sonny Kiss getting buried the way that Sonny Kiss is being buried? 
I put that on everybody in that company that they're not challenging Tony Khan on that issue. And I know somebody's going to say, well, who am I? You know, I don't, I don't want to be like Leo Rush where I stand up and then I end up getting kicked out. I understand that, but you could do it collectively. You got people like CM Punk who always has something to say about everything that happens outside of AEW. He's the big advocate. CM Punk, what are you saying about Sonny Kiss? Where's that advocacy at? And I'm not just putting it on Punk. Brian Danielson, what are you saying about Sonny Kiss? Where's that advocacy? John Moxley, what are you saying about Sonny Kiss? Where's that advocacy? I'm calling those folks out in particular, Chris Jericho. I'm calling these folks out in particular because they have a voice in that company. Sonny Kiss is not injured. Sonny Kiss is ready, willing, and able to compete every single week, especially on TV. There's no reason why we can't see Sonny Kiss on TV other than the fact that there's funny business going on. And somebody needs to call these folks out about this. And to the fans out there, I'm disappointed in you too because you just sit back and you turn and you act like it's not happening. It's it's absolutely baffling to me because all of you are so strong-willed on so many things and you pretend like you care about these types of issues, but yet here it is right in front of your face and you just look the other way when it comes to Sunny Kiss. You look the other way when it comes to, I mean, even take a Nyla Rose, the way that Nyla Rose has been featured in AEW, for the most part, has been underwhelming and disappointing. You have Britt Baker, who's always on TV cutting promos and carrying on, and and by God, she's one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Okay? Jade Cargill... She's still learning, but she's green. And I don't care if she says she's green like money. It's still green like somebody who's not trained properly, who's not applying the training properly. And I know that Jade Cargill is a big star and has the potential to be something magnificent in the wrestling world, but you ain't there yet. (laughs) Nyla Rose has been wrestling for years. Nyla Rose should be the most dominant force in all elite wrestling. We don't get that. And it started from the beginning with Riho, who literally weighs as much as my left leg. Riho defeated Nyla Rose like two times before they competed for the championship, which was just unheard of. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. These sort of things keep happening in that company. And for the life of me, I don't understand it because the potential to do the right thing is there. So what gives? Tony Khan has so much to say when it comes to Pride Month and has so much as he says the right things. He gets the politicians to share what he has to say. He's so cool. He's such a, he gets it. And then he turns around and buries Sonny Kiss. Black male singles wrestlers in general, they're the biggest losers in the company. Right? They're not featured like their white male peers. Women get one match on TV per week. As if they're as if they're not good enough for more than that. And it's not like there's not more time. It's three hours of TV. You can only give us one women's division match per week, per episode. <laughs> you got a two-hour show and a one-hour show. We should have a lot more women's action than one per episode. 
But this is the MO. This is what happens. And these folks get away with it. They get a pass. And at some point, somebody's got to start asking the questions consistently. So all you folks who are happy to be in the quote unquote media scrum. Oh, my God. I was in my first media scrum. Ask Tony Khan, what the hell is going on with Sonny Kiss? Why are you not featuring him, Tony? And when is that going to stop? Ask Tony Khan why women are only featured once per TV episode. Ask in, in, in matches, at least. Right? All you media scrum folks, ask real questions. And stop talking about how happy you are to be in a media scrum. I thought you were media. I didn't know that you were just a bunch of fanboys and fangirls who were just happy to be there. What the hell are you doing there? Go go back out in the crowd and sit in the, in the stands. And let the real media people do the real media work. Because this is silly. And it's not advancing anything. We're not getting anywhere with all of you lining up to kiss backside as opposed to supporting the wrestlers, which I thought that was the whole point at the end of the day. I, I get very confused by this attitude by a lot of these folks. It's crazy. And I agree with you on the WWE front. I don't know what they're doing. They pick their favorites. There's a lot of LGBTQ plus uh, folks in the WWE, but they pick their favorites and that's who they prop up as a, as a, as a, I hate to say it, a token and then that's it. <laughs> Nothing else going on. We got our token. That's what we're running with. That's it. This is Captain LGBTQ+. That's the end of it. It's crazy. And it's disappointing. Right? We got to ask these questions. We got to put the pressure on. Nothing changes without our voice and our, our efforts to bring about the change. It's crazy. But again, you know, Nikki, I tip my hat to you because even just you saying what you just said here on this show is an example of standing firm, standing up, standing for something. Can you imagine if everybody did that? All of these content creators and these so-called wrestling media people, all these self-important folks. Can you imagine if they actually asked real questions consistently and didn't let folks off the hook? Wow. Imagine that. Huh. Anyway, listen, Nikki, I appreciate you being on the show this week. Let everybody know what's the best way they can keep up with you, uh, follow everything that you have going on, be plugged into the breaking news like I am because I follow you. Plug away. Well, listen, first and foremost, I want to thank you for even thinking of me to even come on here. And it was absolutely a pleasure. Um, you guys can Follow me on Instagram at Nikki, that's N-I-C-K-I-E, Bougie, B-O-O-S-H-I-E. And I'm always causing havoc, okay, on Twitter. And it's the same handle, at N-I-C-K-I-E, B-O-O-S-H-I-E, at Nikki Bougie. Come over, join the conversation. I love a good troll. So don't be scared to come to my mentions now. And of course, before I leave, make sure you guys follow Women's Wrestling Talk at WWTalkPod. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. And we are live exclusively on Twitch, too. We have a post show every day except for Saturday, but we'll have one this Saturday. So make sure you go and follow. If you are a content creator and you want a great program that provides studio quality sound, 
especially when you're doing interviews, then I encourage you to check out Zencaster. That's right, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. It is my absolute favorite program to record with. I encourage everyone to check it out, okay? Visit Zencaster.com for more information. Enjoy. Good stuff there from Nikki Bushi. Once again, thank you for joining me on the Duke Loves Rashlin podcast. Really, really fun. Shout out to the whole uh, women's wrestling talk team as well. You know, Triple H is, is new Coke. I said it earlier in the show, and I, I want to dig into that a little bit more. For all of you young folk out there, and there's plenty of you, I, I get it. You may not know what the heck I'm talking about. What the hell is Duke talking about? What is new Coke? What is new Coke? I want you to pause the show right now and Google new Coke. Don't worry. I'll wait. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> so now that you have done your research, all of you young folks out there, Triple H's new Coke, right? New and improved, new packaging. State-of-the-art, cutting-edge, new formula, the answer to everything, right? But there's only a few problems here. New Coke doesn't taste as good as Coca-Cola Classic. New Coke, no one asked for that. No one asked for Triple H. We prefer Vince McMahon. And I know a lot of you out there, you're going to, you're going to, Oh, come on, Duke. What are you talking about? No, we don't. We prefer Triple H. Triple H is the new and improved version of a booker in the WWE. But WWE is experiencing the greatest period of financial growth and success in the history of the wrestling industry. We don't need new and improved. And Triple H, even if we did, he's probably not it. Now, full disclosure here, I don't have anything personal against Triple H. Everybody who talks about who the man is today, they say, you know, he's a decent guy. And we have a lot in common. Triple H is a New England guy. I'm a New England guy. Triple H grew up a Ric Flair fan. I'm a Ric Flair fan. I'm sure if Triple H was in front of me right now, he and I would walk down the street. And we go to Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm sure each of us would, would order a medium-iced extra-extra. It's a New England thing. If you're not from around here, you may not understand it. I don't have anything against Triple H. But as it pertains to his job performance, he's new Coke. New and improved, fancy packaging. State-of-the-art. He's new Coke. High expectation, low payoff. You know why? Because nothing beats Coca-Cola Classic. Triple H had NXT. This was supposed to be his baby, his thing. He was going to run his own promotion under the umbrella of the WWE and prove that he could be a good booker. And certainly, we had a lot of fantastic stars come through NXT under Triple H's guidance. That was great. But there's a problem here. NXT didn't start making money until Vince McMahon 
sat Triple H down and told him, hey, we're going to put this show on TV so we can make some money. We can finally recoup some of our losses. NXT was a money loser. I don't care how many vanilla midgets you had on that show. And I'm a short guy. Okay, I'm a caramel midget. I'm a short guy. Five foot six inches tall. I'm not the tallest guy in the room. So I know a little something about short guys. I don't know what the hell is going on with Triple H where he took NXT and packed it. His, his top of the car with a bunch of guys who look like me. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's not pro wrestling. That's certainly not WWE pro wrestling. This is some indie-rific nonsense. And let me just say something. I know Triple H is listening because I know Stephanie listens, some of the executives listen, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that you folks take the time to listen to the show. I appreciate the fact that you consider my opinion on things. That's a compliment. I absolutely take that as a compliment. But I need you to know something. I'm not one of these humanoids that grew up dreaming of becoming a pro wrestler. I'm not one of these humanoids that grew up always dreaming of working for the WWE. And I'm certainly not one of these humanoids today who's trying to get in with any wrestling promotion. No. (laughs) I'm a fan of the product. I'm a consumer. I'm an analyst. But I understand that my role is media. I don't want to be you. I don't want to be in with you. I'm not your friend. So I don't have to kiss your backside and lie to you. And that's why people listen to this show. That's why even you take the time and listen to the show because you know you're going to get the truth. There's some integrity and logic behind what I'm saying. Right? I'm not trying to get booked on your card. I don't want to be on your panel. I'm not asking you for credentials at your show. I'm not interested. When I go to your shows, I get my tickets how I get my tickets and I sit where I sit. I get VIP treatment wherever I go. That's okay. But I don't go through you to get it. So I can cover you objectively and tell you, Triple H in particular, your new Coke. This indie-rific booking that you do. This nonsense. That's what it is. It's not. Listen, let me tell you something. I love independent pro wrestling. I, I have independent pro wrestlers on this show all year round, there's more of them than mainstream wrestlers that I feature on the show. And that's by design. It's not that I don't have access to mainstream wrestlers. It's not that. I just truly believe in finding the next big star. And I truly believe in finding stars from yesterday and remind people that they existed. That's what this show is about, right? I don't really care so much about the current stars. You can go with somebody else's show for that. Yeah, I sprinkle a few here and there, but for the most part, I'm not really interested in the current stars so much because everybody's doing that. I'm going a different way here, right? That's what we've been doing from day one. I don't go to the WWE for independent pro wrestling. That is asinine. Makes no sense. The same way I don't go to McDonald's looking for a rack of ribs. 
or a steak and cheese sub or you know a a, a chopped cheese I don't go to McDonald's for that. Let me tell you what I go to McDonald's for. Because McDonald's is WWE. Make no mistake about it, folks. The world wrestling entertainment is McDonald's. Okay? It's not the best anything. But you know what you're going to get no matter where you are in the world. And it's consistently that thing. Which is why it's easy. I can depend on this. It's easy. I don't have to think too hard about it. I can depend on this. I know what I'm going to get for the most part. Sometimes it's fantastic. Sometimes it's a little underwhelming. But for the most part, it's what I expected. When I go to McDonald's, let me tell you what I get. I love the McDonald's fries. But not too much. I usually get like a a medium or small. I get a Sprite. Because they have the spiciest, strongest Sprite around. You know, something they do with the Sprite. We all know this. It's, it's fantastic. And I get... Sometimes I get nuggets. I do like their nuggets. But let me tell you my favorite thing on the McDonald's menu. You ready for this? My favorite thing on the McDonald's menu is the hamburger. Not a Big Mac. Not a quarter pounder with cheese. Not even a cheeseburger. My favorite thing on the McDonald's menu is a hamburger. You get the bun, which is two pieces of bread. And it's a little sweet, by the way, the bun. You ever notice McDonald's bun is sweet? Two pieces of bread. You get that that little hockey puck of a piece of meat. It's kind of flat. (laughs) You know, who knows? Is it really meat? Who knows? Whatever. But that's what it is on top of the bread. You give me some chopped onions, not too much, just a little bit. It's like a quarter of a teaspoon of chopped onions. A little bit of mustard, a little bit of ketchup. And you're ready for this. A slice of pickle. A very small slice of pickle. And if, if you catch the right one, sometimes they actually put two slices of pickle. On the McDonald's hamburger. There's nothing fancy about it. But you know something? Whether I'm in Boston. Whether I'm in Las Vegas. Whether I'm up in Canada. Whether I'm in Japan. If I order a McDonald's hamburger. I order McDonald's fries. I order a Sprite. It's what I asked for. It tastes the way that it tastes no matter where I go. Consistency. I don't go to McDonald's looking for a plate of ribs. Okay, this isn't Pit Stop. This isn't M&M Ribs. Shout out to both of those places. This isn't Sweet Cheeks. Tiffany Faison. Shout out to my girl Tiffany Faison here in Boston. Sweet Cheeks. I'm not going to McDonald's for Sweet Cheeks barbecue. What am I doing that for? I don't go to the WWE... To see independent wrestling. I don't need to see undersized people doing flippy dippy peanut butter skippy at the top of the card. Not in the WWE. I want spectacle. I want larger than life. I want consistency. I want a show. I don't want independent wrestling where a bunch of goofballs 
Or, is that a five-star Dave Meltzer match? <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Not in the WWE. I don't know what happened with Triple H where he went that way. How did you become a fan of that crap? Because that's what you've been pushing, brother. We said we wanted the McDonald's hamburger. You're over here trying to give us a plate of ribs. And the plate of ribs is not even good. Don't believe me? Go watch AEW today. Most of the castaways, the darlings that Triple H had, these undersized goofballs, look at what they're doing at AEW right now. Huh. Mid-card nobodies. Yes, I'm being offensive. I just I just pissed off AEW, WWE, me, you, your mom, and your cousin too. I just pissed everybody off. Good. I like it that way. And this is how I feel. This isn't an act. This isn't a joke. I know Triple H likes that. Yeah, I listen, I listen to podcasts, but a lot of these guys are just so angry. Why are they so angry? Listen, Triple H. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of angry people out there. And we know who they are in podcasting. And they're, you know, a lot of these guys are a disaster. I'm not angry. I'm just focused on your job performance. And I'm comparing it to who had the job before you. I'm comparing it to where things have been historically. And I'm here to tell you and everyone above you, including your wife, your new Coke. You might be able to dress a little nicer. You might be able to say things a little nicer and and you can hug the kids. Make everybody feel, oh, Triple H is our cool dad. You take the pictures with the indie kids or the new recruits. Oh, he took a picture with me. You're standing at the curtain and you want to put your head on their head and rub their cheeks. And oh, that was so great. Make them cry and all this other stuff because it's so emotional. Give me a break. Your new Coke. That's filler. That's what people do who are not doing a good job. You know why I say that? Because NXT was not making money under your regime. Vince McMahon had to put it on TV. And then you let AEW kick your ass in the ratings. Don't sit here and tell me that you're anything but New Coke as is. You're New Coke. High expectations doesn't taste as good as the original. And that's okay. Maybe nothing tastes as good as the original. If Vince McMahon is Coca-Cola Classic, there's nothing better than Coca-Cola Classic. Now listen, some days I prefer Dr. Pepper. Some days I prefer Bark's Root Beer. I love a good Sprite. I've been drinking Squirt, which is hard to find. It's a grapefruit soda. It reminds me a little bit of Ting. Shout out to my Jamaican cousins. It reminds me of Ting, grapefruit soda. I've been drinking Squirt. I like Squirt. But Coca-Cola Classic is still Coca-Cola Classic. Nothing beats that. Triple H, your new Coke. You're not as good as the original. And I'm going to tell the WWE right now, because I am an investor. So I got some skin in the game here. I'm not just running my mouth. There's some of my money tied up with you. I'm going to tell you right now. You need some on-the-job training, young man. You need a mentor. I don't care if it's Bruce Pritchard. I don't care if it's Paul Heyman. You need a mentor. 
You need a senior to help you understand the right way to do the job. Because based on your previous performance, you're new coke. <laughs> this is the WWE. This isn't some rinky-dink indie promotion. Let me tell you something. Triple H is no better than an average indie promoter. If you took WWE off the marquee and, and Triple H did the job performance he did running NXT before it got to TV, Triple H would fail just as much as any average indie promoter fails. He'd probably be out of business because the return on investment is just not there. And that's not because there was a lack of talent either. Triple H had some of the most talented people around, but there's something lacking in his ability to put it all together and make it enticing enough for the masses. Don't market to Chili Willy and Billy Boy over there. Market to the masses. I want a McDonald's hamburger. It's not the best hamburger I ever had. But it's consistent. I know what I'm going to get. And some days I have a craving for that thing. And at least I know what I'm going to get. So I don't mind it. It's been around a long time. It's consistent. Triple H, you're new Coke. (laughs) You're not consistent. You haven't been around a long time. And quite frankly, you don't taste as good as the original. Stop trying to give me a plate of baby back ribs at McDonald's. That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I want. I just want the hamburger and the fries and the Sprite. Now, I hope this guy does a great job, and I hope the WWE makes even more money than it ever did before. I hope it's even more successful than it ever been before. I hope it's even more entertaining than it ever was before, because that's what it should be. You build off of what Vince McMahon did, And this business endures beyond him. I hope that's what happens. But I'm not very optimistic considering who they have running creative and considering their job performance previously. He's new coke. (laughs) My goodness. Can we get Eric Bischoff back? Is that possible? Eric, 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 I know you said you'd never do it again, but Eric, money's not an object, brother. We can make this work. Come on. Come back and run creative for us because they got this Triple H guy and that ain't going to work. It's not going to work. And I don't know what's going on with Bruce Pritchard, but I know one thing. They better not get rid of him. I know that. It's funny how things have a habit of constantly changing. Just think about the past three years. How many people have been the head of creative and the head of talent relations in the WWE in the past three years? The list is at least six people, which is two different people a year. (laughs) That's a lot of turnover. That's worse than a damn high school. You ever notice in most high schools, the principal turns over like once every two and a half, three years. This is worse than that. Triple H is new Coke. It's not as good as the original. And a lot of you are being very derogatory because you talk as if Triple H is going to be running the company as opposed to the person running the company, which is Stephanie McMahon, with help from Nick Khan. Nick Khan is fantastic. 
Nick Khan is the best thing going, but here's the problem with Nick Khan. He ain't sticking around. I said it from the beginning. This guy's skill set is not to stay in one place. He's going to come. He's going to pump you up, get your value up high. Then he moves on to the next thing. Whether you keep the company, whether you sell the company, doesn't matter. Nick Khan is there to give you a shot in the arm. He's an energy shot. He's a boost. That's what he is. Okay? Nick Khan is what happens when the poor rapper or the poor actor or the poor athlete goes out and marries some hot chick. That's who Nick Khan is. Boost your profile. Boost your status. Suddenly you're in the tabloids. You're you're being covered by all the different tabloid magazines, TMZ, People Magazine. Everybody's covering you. Your status has changed. That's who Nick Khan is. But just like the hot chick, they don't stick around. They move on to the next thing. WWE is a family business. It It always was and it always will be. And I'm happy that Stephanie McMahon has chosen to take over where her father is leaving off. That's fantastic. But Steph, and I know you listen to the show, I'm just telling you right now, my New England cousin, your husband, Paulie, he's new coke. He has no business running the, the booking side of things. He should not be in charge of creative. I think that is a bad mistake. He can be part of the team, but he should not be making the final decision on creative. He's new Coke. He doesn't have that thing that you have because you were born with it. Very few have that thing. Go hire Eric Bischoff. Get Put Bruce back in charge of that spot. Do something else. This guy, he's, he's not long for the world in that spot. He's new Coke. I don't think it's his skill set, period. Let him be the cheerleader for the boys and the girls and he can he can take pictures and be the cool dad with his little beard. Give me a break. This guy wants to be the feel-good guy. Have we forgotten <laughs> the way that he and his buddies were terrorizing people in that same damn company 20 years ago? Don't get me started with this. Stop it. This guy is new coke. I've never been impressed with this guy's performance in these executive roles. I've always felt like this guy is just a piece of work. Nothing personal against the man. I just don't like the way he does his job. I think there's a lot left to be desired. And all you humanoids out there, you're not paying attention. You're basing everything on, is my favorite wrestler getting pushed? Does Triple H hug my favorite wrestler? Does Triple H put my favorite vanilla midget in the main event that's what you judge stuff on you know what I judge things on how many people are watching huh how many when I go outside how many people are wearing the the merchandise of the people that we see that this guy's pushing how many I've never seen an undisputed era shirt in Boston outside of a WWE show, but I can tell you one thing, I see The Rock, <laughs> right? I see those shirts, I see New Day shirts, huh? I've seen Drew McIntyre shirts, 
What? I've seen Bobby Lashley shirts. I've seen the Hurt Business shirts. I've seen Uso shirts. Let me count the ways. I see Roman Reigns. I saw a Roman Reigns shirt this morning. Head of the table. On an old lady. Are you kidding me? Tell me that man's not over. 8.30 in the morning, I saw a Roman Reigns shirt on an old lady. And I said, I like your shirt. And you know what she said to me? Acknowledge me. Now tell me how many of those humanoids that Triple H was putting at the top of the card got that kind of drawing ability. I'd love to hear about it. Doesn't exist. Not because they don't have the talent, but because this guy is new coke. So don't get wrapped up in this guy. He's not long for this. If he even does a year in this role, I'll be shocked because he doesn't have it. Not for this. He may be skilled in other ways. He may be skilled in in other manners that is is going to help the company tremendously. I don't want this guy in charge of the book. Get him out of here. That's not for you. Somebody call Eric Bischoff. Somebody call Bruce Pritchard. Put them in that spot, please. Stop playing games. We don't want new Coke. If Vince McMahon is Coca-Cola, then Eric Bischoff is Pepsi. If Vince McMahon is Coca-Cola Classic, then Bruce Pritchard is Coke Zero. But we don't want new Coke. (laughs) We don't want that. (laughs) Don't give me this crap. Right? It's like I go to the store. I'm picking up a, a vitamin water triple X. I like triple X. Tastes good. Right? Pay for it. Get it home. Put it in the in the in the fridge for a few hours. Get it nice and cold. And I'm one of those people. I got the big ice cubes too, Jack. So I put the big ice cubes in my temperature controlled cup so it cools down really, really quick. And I pour the vitamin water triple X over the ice cubes in my temperature controlled cup and then I get a spoon and I spin I spin I spin it around just to make sure that it really gets ice cold thirst quenching and then I take a sip of my vitamin water triple X and I go what the hell is that and I'm looking at the cup I'm like this is not triple X what the hell what is this and then I go and I look at the bottle and I realize Oh, God, I accidentally picked up the sugar-free version of vitamin water triple X. Nobody asked for that crap. It doesn't even taste real. It tastes artificial. Whatever the hell they're putting in there, it ain't nothing that I want in my body. That's not what I want to consume. (laughs) Triple H is sugar-free vitamin water, triple X. It looks good. It smells good. Tastes terrible. Not as good as the original. Huh? You don't want to talk soda? We'll talk vitamin water. That's okay. Both owned by Coca-Cola. Same concept. Coke, you owe me a check, by the way. Okay? I know that you, you you know, you, we're, we're in business in our other show, but you got to come to Duclos Wrestling. You owe me a check. McDonald's, you too. <laughs> anyway, I don't dislike the guy. I just know that when humanoids get excited about anything, that's my cue to go the other way. 
they don't even like themselves. If you if you don't even like yourself enough to like yourself. That means that you've lived with yourself your entire life. Nobody knows yourself better than you know yourself. If your opinion of yourself is, I don't like this person. How the hell can I trust your opinion on anybody else? Because here's the thing about yourself. Nobody has more influence over you changing whoever the hell you are than you. So if you have all this ability to to be whoever you want to be and you still don't like yourself, how can I ever trust your opinion on anybody else? All these humanoids who don't even like themselves are just over the moon about the fact that Triple H is the booker in WWE. Guess what? I'm going the other way on that. Anything they like, I got to go the other way because they don't even make sense all of the time. So why the hell would they start making sense now? And I look at this guy's job performance and I can see, yeah, this doesn't make sense. This guy's new Coke. He's a sugar-free vitamin water. He, he literally is a plate of ribs at McDonald's. Doesn't make sense. Why the hell is he the booker? Stop it. Next week, I am going to cover Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Okay? I'm going to give my full thoughts on this whole thing. And I'm going to upset a lot of people when I do it. Because some of you out there, it's like you detest the whole concept of being an American citizen. Your, your, your court of public opinion is so much more important than any kind of facts. And that's how you c- conduct yourself. And it's really embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Not because you believe what you believe. You can believe what you believe. But it's because you want to force those beliefs on others. You want to condemn people before you can prove anything just because it sounds good or just because that's what you want. Well, you know what I want? I want you to go to hell. There it is. Okay. Triple H. I know you're you're going to blackball me again. I know it. WWE and I were having such a great time these last couple of months. I, I didn't have any problem booking who I needed to book. All these great legends and all these things going on. There was never an issue. Nobody ever stood in my way. I have some things that are supposed to be happening lined up, which I probably just killed some of those bigger things, too. And if that happens, by the way, I'm going to make that public because there's a big name that's supposed to be on this show very soon. And um, what I'm saying today, it might put that in jeopardy. If that happens, I'm going to I'm going to talk about that. Because that's it shouldn't be that way. I should be able to express myself, especially as a uh, an analyst, person who is an extension of the media. I'm giving my take on your job performance, and I gave artifacts. I gave why. You can't tell me NXT was making money before it was on TV. It wasn't. It was a liability. Because Triple H is new Coke. He can gloss it up. He can look good, but he can't actually make it work where it matters the most. That doesn't mean he can't improve. But that man needs some OTJ, on-the-job training. Somebody give it to him. Please. <laughs> anyway. Do not blame Nikki Bushi for anything I just said, folks. That was all me. You know, I had Nikki on as a guest earlier. It had nothing to do with this portion of the show. So don't, don't give Nikki a hard time over anything I just said. That's all me. I'm going to get canceled for this, and that's okay. It happens. And you know the best part about that is 
all you humanoids who, oh, he's he's an e-drone and oh, he just sticks up for the WWE. You always miss the point. The WWE can go to hell for all I care. Okay. I enjoy their product overall more than anything else out there today. It's not my favorite wrestling in the world ever, but it's my favorite wrestling that's happening today. Because there's a little bit of, of, of enough of variety for me to enjoy it. There's variety, but it still fits into the system, which is what I like for the most part. There are exceptions, but for the most part. So that's why you'll find me saying, yeah, that's better than this other nonsense over here. But that doesn't mean that I'm over here like some of you jockeying for a job. Some of you are, are literally begging promoters to book you at events. That's embarrassing. I saw a humanoid who's been pretending, by the way. At some point, I might have to make that public. I saw a humanoid. You know, <laughs> some of you folks, you got these high follow numbers here, but your engagement is so low. It makes a person wonder, did you pay for those follows? Because this ain't adding up. You know what I mean? You got all these you, 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 you're being backed by all these big corporations, allegedly. But yet the corporations don't claim you. So what's going on here? There's one person, they claim they're with this big corporation. And yet when I Google the corporation and I go on all of their stuff, I don't see even a, a reference to this person as being part of their family. But this person is making those claims and they're leveraging that to get these big interviews with these big names, which, hey, kudos to that. Everybody's lining up to, to want to be down with that individual. And then you look at the person's engagement and it's like this is it's almost like the person doesn't exist <laughs> for all you got you ain't making it work i don't know anyway <laughs> more on that another time i'm not one of these humanoids that's going to thank you i was finally in a media scrum oh my god no i don't care about that i don't give a damn about your scrum I'm covering the product that you're putting out there and I'm calling it like it is. You know, I'm not here to be a fanboy. I'm here to be an extension of the media. <laughs> That's it. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and, and cuss and carry on talking about, well, no one ever gave me nothing, but this promoter gave me something. So thank you, promoter who gave me something. F you to the promoter who didn't give me anything. You're supposed to be media. You ain't supposed to take anything anyway. The hell is wrong with some of these humanoids? <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Boggles my mind, some of these folks. I don't want a job with any of these wrestling promotions. And I've been offered plenty. And I tell them every time, I'm not interested in that. I'm not some friggin' humanoid. I had a promoter say to me, hey, we're going to do this thing where you're going to interview so-and-so in the ring and all that. I said, hey, 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 I'm not a humanoid. I don't need to be part of the show. That's not what I'm here for. What am I doing that for? I'm not a wrestler. I have no business in a ring. Interview who in the ring? What are you talking about? Some people, that's what they're, they make it known. I, my goal is to one day work for a promotion. I don't have any problem with those folks because they lead with that. But some of you out there, I don't know. It's like you're, you're trying to outsmart everybody. And you're only outsmarting yourself. And that's why your coverage never makes sense. 
it's always dependent upon who's being nice to you at the moment, who you're getting something from in the moment, as opposed to these are the facts. This is what it is. This is how I'm covering this. The fact of the matter is Triple H failed as head of NXT because that is a business. Its goal was to make money. It did not make money until Vince McMahon put it on TV. Something that Triple H did not want to happen at that point. Let's talk about it. Any indie promoter in existence, if they were given a blank checkbook, basically, given their own facility, they could sign any international star that they want. (laughs) They're not going to do any worse than Triple H. They might actually do better. Guy's marginal in that role. So why the hell is he running creative for the whole company, the number one, the greatest wrestling company in the history of the sport. And this guy's running creative. The guy that tanked. Are you kidding me? They had to take that whole thing from him, even when it was on TV, because he let billionaire Tony kick his ass in the TV ratings. And I know the ratings are inaccurate. And I know that the WWE over indexes when it comes to people of color. And I know that Nielsen doesn't Carrot doesn't count people of color accurately, but there's something to this. <laughs> NXT underperformed compared to Dynamite, and that should have never happened. They had to take that from that man and revamp the whole damn show. It was supposed to be a third brand, and it failed so much that it's gone back to being what it is, which is a developmental brand. So now when it underperforms in the ratings, it's understandable because these are the kids who are learning how to do something as opposed to no, these are just as big superstars as who we have on SmackDown and Raw. He failed at that. Now, mind you, the only way you really get better at something is to fail. So I'm not knocking the guy, but I'm just saying he better have some on the job training. He better have a mentor in there helping him out. I wouldn't trust this guy to be head of creative. Not for the big shows. Not for Raw and SmackDown. You're not going to mess around with that. You got this beautiful bloodline thing going on here. I can't have this guy messing with that. Bianca Belair is is still trying to put everything together and figure it out. She's got the talent. She's got the look. She's working on her promos. I don't want this guy messing with that. Right? Come on. There are things (laughs) that I don't want this guy messing with. Because he's new coke. He's going to F it up. What do I know? I don't know. I'll tell you, though. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mark my words. And we won't have to wait long. Let's, Let's revisit this in December. And we'll do an evaluation of Triple H's job performance as the head of creative for the WWE. And let's see where we're at. And I'm not talking about humanoids talking about this is awesome. No, I'm going to look at the bottom line. Is the company still making big time money or are they dipping? (laughs) Do we see a dip? Because if we see a dip, get him out of here. I don't want him anywhere near the book. Get him out of here. You should have never put him in that spot. Where is Bruce Pritchard? Where is Eric Bischoff? Get this guy out of here. The guy married the boss's daughter, okay? The boss gave him his own promotion, and he ran it into the ground. boss had to take it over and make something out of it. Don't tell me that this guy should be running creative 
for the whole company. That's embarrassing. I'm on your ass, buddy. Just like I've been on everybody else. Okay? Go talk to Tony Khan and ask him how it feels to have me calling his ass out every day. Triple H, I'm on you. I ain't got no problems with Stephanie or Nick Khan. I think they're fantastic. I think they are absolutely in the roles where they should be. They are both overqualified for the positions that they have. That's how great they are. They're not good. They're great. You, my friend, are in a role that I don't believe you should be in based on previous performance and based on the fact that the humanoids are so excited about it. Now, run, tell that. Run, tell that. And if you want to meet me at Dunks, mediumized, extra, extra, we can sit down wearing hoodies Sit down wearing shorts and have a conversation about it. Right? And if we got to take it old school and go into the White Hen parking lot, throw a couple hands, kid, you'll kick my ass. That's okay. But I'm always down. Your new Coke. Tell you to your face. Your new Coke. Not as good as Coke Classic. Okay. Again, now that I've pissed everybody off, I think this is my cue to get the hell out of here. Duke Loves Wrestling on Gmail, on Facebook. Duke Loves Wrestling on your favorite podcast app. Let me know what you think. I went long form on that one. I know it's been a while, so (laughs) you're welcome. And I'm going to do it again next week because I'm going all in about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's going to be a hot one. People have been asking me, where where is it? Duke, are you going to do something about Vince? How come you're not talking about Vince? I was waiting. I wanted more information to come out, but fine, I'll do it. Don't worry. That'll be next Thursday. In the meantime, early next week, and I think this is going to be Monday, I have a special episode. Dusty Wolf and his wife, Brandy, have created a nonprofit organization that is focused. It's centered around helping survivors of domestic abuse. Tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff. This is a uh, passion for the both of them, something that they're very serious about. We recorded a great conversation. I cannot wait to share it with you. I'm going to do that on August 1st, so Monday. Stay tuned for that. You'll be able to hear it everywhere. Fantastic stuff. Until then, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.